1000 Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Chris Nair. This is Top 1000 Radio, and this is episode number 36, song battle number 35. And it's a big show. We got a big show today. I got a lot of a lot of uh, counselor council of learned elder reviews on this one. Uh, we're gonna add some new ones too. We got a brand new song that we're going to premiere at the end of the show from Snow Child called Dream Dance. Very very excited about that. And uh, we've got uh, we've got another couplet battle, and um, you know we got a new council of learned elders member who's gonna do his first review. And so let's get started. Uh, first, thanks everybody for listening, sharing, and following. If you haven't done so, please do. Uh, if you haven't rated the show yet, there's a lot of people that are following the show that haven't rated it yet. So if you could do that, please rate it five stars. All right, that really helps with the algorithm slash witchcraft that uh, you know gets the show out there to people that haven't haven't heard it before okay puts them in front puts it in front of people uh and i also want to shout out shout out to my um my uh brothers in podcasting uh skinnered reconsidered okay if you haven't listened to that podcast uh that's a hoot skinnered reconsidered podcast uh and also i just started listening to and volume for all so it's and v-o-l the number four a all because so it's like a you know mix up you know smashing together of and justice for all by metallica and volume four from black sabbath great podcast about heavy metal um so give that a listen uh so shout out to those guys uh we are available on iHeartRadio, not just spotify uh episode 15 is still our explainer from now telling you what we're doing here because it is a little bit involved all right to understand what we're doing we are making the ultimate 1,000 song playlist that's completely unassailable. And if you can get on that, once the list is established, if a song can get on there, then that means that song really kicks butt because it's going up against 1,000 songs that have already you know battled it out with you know a bunch of other songs. So um, that's what we're doing here. If you want to see the list, go to top1000radio.blogspot.com. Uh, where you'll see both the list itself and the challengers uh, list where we get the challenger poll. All right. And uh, again, I'd like to see you guys making lists too. You can just copy my list into an Excel spreadsheet and start the process. Okay. Uh, if you love heavy metal, especially, and with a little sprinkling of country, a good, you know, uh, heavy dose of Southern rock, um, you know, some good, great Christian metal bands, uh, then you probably you know, would like the list already as it is. And you might just want to throw some, uh, throw some of your own stuff on there and get, get your own challenger poll going. You know, t- you can even use my challenger poll to start. Uh, so make, you know, make your own list and see how it works out. All right. Quick, real quick, some news and reviews. 1954 bill Haley on, on this day. Today is the uh, 12th of April, ni- uh, 2023. So in, on April 12th, 1954, bill Haley, uh, recorded Rock Around the Clock at Pythian Temple Studios in New York City. Now, that's right right around the time Elvis is doing his thing. So, you know, I just never really liked uh, Rock Around the Clock. It just, to me, it was, uh, it, it wasn't as raw and uh, authentic as, as what Elvis was doing. But, you know, uh, 
people obviously liked it. That's a classic song. I think I heard it too much when it was uh that you know they started uh Happy Days with it for the first at least the first season I think. Uh, so watching that on reruns a million times, I probably got tired of hearing that. Uh, this day in 1963, Bob Dylan performs his first major solo concert at the Town Hall in New York City. Uh, also on this day in 1966, Jan Barry of Jan and Dean was almost killed when he crashed his car into a parked truck a short distance from Dead Man's Curve in Los Angeles. Uh, Barry was partially paralyzed and suffered brain damage. And he was able to walk again only after extensive therapy. And uh, I don't know about you, but I had my my surf rock uh, phase uh, sometime. I guess I was around like maybe freshman in high school, maybe maybe last year junior high, where I really got into Jan and Dean and Beach Boys and you know uh, uh, was it Dale Dick Dale? Uh, what was his group? I forget. But anyway. I uh, had my had my sir. You know, this is before I moved to California and actually had <laughs> proximity to go surfing. And I think I went surfing one time, like in my life, when, once we moved to California. Did a lot of boogie boarding, you know, body surfing that kind of thing. But uh, I think we we went surfing like one, I I surfed once. I got up on a board and rode a wave, and that was about it. But boy, back when I was listening to jan and dean in mississippi i was like man if i could only go surfing man um also uh this day in 1940 herbie hancock is born mr callahan i need your john hancock on these reports john hancock it's herbie hancock (laughs) also in this day 1944 john k of steppenwolf and then finally in 1950 on april 12th David Cassidy of the Partridge family. Hmm. Okay. Um, and he went away for a long time until uh, Mark and Brian of KLOS kind of, you know, wondered where he went. And he, he actually called them up and ended up going on their show and performing songs and then got back into performing. So I think I remember that was like 1988, 89, somewhere in there. Okay, that does it for our news and reviews. Let's get started with our song notes, and we are going to begin with the Beatles, A Day in the Life. Day in the Life's the final track, 1967's St. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Lennon's lyrics were mainly inspired by contemporary newspaper articles, including a report on the death of Guinness heir Tara Brown. The recording includes two passages of orchestral glissandos that were partly improvised in the avant-garde style. In the song's middle segment, McCartney recalls his younger years, which included riding the bus, smoking, and going to class. Following the second crescendo, the song ends with one of the most famous chords in music history, played on several keyboards that sustains for over 40 seconds. A reputed drug reference in the line, I'd love to turn you on, resulted in the song initially being banned from broadcast by the BBC. The song inspired the creation of the Deep Note, the audio trademark for the THX film company. Just kidding. There was a guy recorded a song last year. 
It was a beautiful song. The guy's name was Neil Diamond. I'd like to sing the song for you now. Where it began, I can't begin to know it. Sweet Caroline, written by Neil Diamond, as the King just said. In 1970, this version appears on the 1970 Elvis live album On Stage, February 1970. Recorded by Elvis between February 17th and 19th, 1970, at the International Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. It was a collection of cover songs not usually associated with Elvis, although songs like C.C. Ryder would eventually be his regular opening song. The album reached number 13 on both Billboard 200 and the music, country music charts. It was certified platinum July 15, 1999, selling over 10 million copies. Let's spend the night together. The opening track on Between the Buttons, 1967. Recorded at the RCA Record Studio in Hollywood, California. Recording engineer Glenn Johns recounts that while mixing the song, Andrew Oldman, Oldham was trying to get a certain sound by clicking his fingers. Two policemen showed up stating the front door was open and that they were checking to see if everything was alright. At first, Oldham asked them to hold his earphones while he snapped his fingers. But then John said they needed a more wooden sound. The policeman suggested that their truncheons uh, suggested their truncheons, and Oldham took the truncheons into the studio to record the claves-like sound that can be heard during the quiet break at one minute forty seconds into the song. While the A-side "Ruby Tuesday" reached number one in the U.S., "Let's Spend the Night Together" stalled at number fifty-five due to the sexually charged nature of the lyrics. It received less airplay. Abacab, title track of 1981 title album Abacab by Genesis. Peaked at number 26, staying on the top 40 for six weeks. The title is taken from the structure of an early version of the song. Guitarist Mike Rutherford explained in an interview in 2006. There are three bits of music in Abacab, and we refer to them as section A, section B, and section C. And at different times, they were in different order. We start with section A, and then have section C, and then have section and at one point in time it's spelled Abacab and you got the final version where it's not that at all it's like Aka Kaka Kaka Kuba Booga Booga <laughs> the song's LP version features an extended instrumental jam as an outro while the single version instead repeats the intro of the song after the final chorus then quickly fades out Cool the Engines, the 1986 Boston album Third Stage, reached number four on the Billboard Mainstream Rock chart. In developing Cool the Engines, Tom Schultz recorded drum tracks and cut up those recordings bar by bar, creating an effect a musician magazine calls a kind of analog drum machine 
that only a seasoned tape splicer could dare attempt. Going on to claim it worked wonders on this song. Schultz used the Rockman amplifier he invented to make his electric guitars sound like an armada of axes. Alright, that is our song notes. Let's get into the couplet battle. Alright, I pulled from uh, A Day in the Life from the Beatles. That's our third runner-up. Uh, I pulled uh, And Though the Holes Were Rather Small, They Had to Count Them All. Now They Know How Many Holes It Takes to Fill the Albert Hall. Uh, I thought that was clever. Okay, They were talking about potholes in, in a certain part of England. And, uh, he, I guess they just thought that was funny and, uh, it is kind of clever. Okay. I like it. All right. Um, given that I deal with potholes like daily, if I, if I forget to get out of the slow lane, you know, sometimes the slow lane on the, on the I-50, we call, we call our freeways here in California, the, okay. So like the 15, interstate 15 is the 15. Okay. So, um, if I forget to get out of the slow lane, sometimes the slow lane is the fast lane on the you know on the way home. Uh, but it has massive craters in it, and if I'm going you know 60 miles an hour, 70 miles an hour, and I hit these things, it's like the world's coming to an end. So um, I know, I guess I know how they feel because they were probably driving those little Mr. Bean you know Mini Coopers. Uh, so yeah, all right, our uh, second runner up. Uh, would be Abacab, and I pulled out of that one, it's an illusion, it's a game, a reflection of someone else's name, okay? Uh, the song is really not supposed to mean anything. Uh, Artillo, I think, is going to uh, uh, give your give uh, a theory about what the song is about, but um, let's see, I th- my, my sister-in-law, Jennifer, wanted me to mention that there's a lyric difference where I think she said Abacab isn't anywhere. And then some places it says Abacab, he's in anywhere. So I don't know which one it really is. Um, I think it kind of, I think Abacab isn't anywhere makes more sense. But um, that, you know, because, it the, you know, they're saying the song isn't about anything, you know. I don't know. But I, I like that it's an illusion. It's a game, a reflection of someone else's name because, it it um uh, you know it it opens is it opens up for pretty much meaning anything okay if abacab is a name and it's a reflection of someone else's name then it leaves you to you know uh, solve that mystery of who is abacab right and i always thought abacab was phil collins that was like their little joke about him looking like a taxi cab with the doors open you know, because of his big ears. I don't know. I just always thought his head looked like an old timey taxi cab. Uh, and then our, um, that was our second, our first runner up uh, comes from Sweet Caroline. And I, you know, I threw that little Frank Sinatra in there. <laughs> you saw that, right? You heard that? Because uh, people were kind of upset that I threw a curve with the Janis Joplin version of, uh, of, uh, me and Bobby McGee the other day, uh, and I wanted them to think that, uh, you know, I was doing it again, you know, but I'm not, yeah, that, that, that Frank Sinatra version is just hilarious. I, uh, uh, my, my Neil Diamond expert, uh, we'll call him 
McNatt. Okay, McNatt. He um, he was he was like, hey, listen to the Frank Sinatra version of that, and I was like, okay, you know, because I like Frank Frank Sinatra. Okay, I mean, he's the chairman of the board. You know, got got uh, all kinds of respect for for Frank Sinatra. But that one just as soon as I I heard that first phrase. I just started laughing because it was like a Phil Hartman parody. You know, Phil Hartman used to do his impression of, uh, of Frank Sinatra on Saturday Night Live. Um, that's or or even further back, you had uh, um, Joe Piscopo used to do uh, a, <laughs> a pretty funny impression, and that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of like kind of like a parody of of Frank Sinatra. But uh, anyway. Um, I like that the line was in the spring and spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Um, I, I always love the imagery of spring and, and, and spring turning into summer. Okay. Cause I love that time of year. I love, uh, I love baseball. I love college baseball. I'm not a big, huge major league baseball person, but, uh, you know, things have been kind of, kind of rough for me and my team for the last couple of years. We, you know, won the national championship in 2021, and then we didn't even make the postseason last year, and this year it's looking kind of iffy. Um, but, uh, you know, going back, I don't know. I, I, I've been – I mean, I followed Mississippi State baseball since I was a kid, but I kind of lost, you know, I couldn't watch games, you know, until I realized, I don't know, about – I don't know, it's been eight years ago when I first realized you could watch games on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and then I started watching them, and – they were just so exciting. The games were just so like, you know, last minute walk off home runs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Those guys back in the day, um, it was so much fun. So I just, and I, when I was a kid, I loved, you know, I loved the bait, uh, going and playing baseball and, and, uh, you know, when I got older, you know, my first job was keeping score at baseball games. And I just loved being out there at the, at the, at the field and, uh, doing all that stuff. So, um, you know, my obviously I prefer fall, you know, because of football. But um, you know, every every season has its its thing, you know. And I like I like I like something about each season, okay? Because uh, obviously winter you got Christmas for crying out loud. Uh, and then my uh, so it's down to uh, cool the engines or uh, let's spend the night together. So which one's the winner? Which one's the loser? I guess you could probably figure it out. I'm going to pick the the loser here is let's spend the night together. I pulled out, don't you worry about what's on your mind. Oh my, I'm in no hurry. I can take my time. Oh my. Um, you know, that, that's a good, you know, song as far as the song goes, but the lyrics are pretty dumb. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it, that part to me seems like, uh, you know, the, the guy's trying to, you know, he, he's trying to say, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, it's fine. If you don't want to, that's fine. You know, I don't care. I don't care. And then, and then he keeps, you know, <laughs> let's spend the night together though. You know, <laughs> it's just, to me, it just seems like, wow, somebody probably fell for that, but that's horrible. Anyway, the winner is, and now, uh, cool the engines. And now we're on our way. No need to hurry just to get from day to day. And who I know we don't have to run that hard to get where we can go. And I like this one because, um, I finally stopped running like, you know, for exercise and started walking instead. Yeah. And I found that I, uh, I like walking better than running. It's weird, huh? Like you don't get as tired and your knees don't hurt and your feet don't hurt. And you know, that's, that's kind of weird how that works. But, uh, 
anyway, <laughs> I'm too old to run. Now, I used to run a lot and then hurt my hip and all that stuff. But um, no, I, I just like the idea of, uh, you know, slowing down, you know, chilling out. And, uh, you know, you don't, it's, life's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So uh, that's a cool sentiment. All right, so that's our winner. Um, our artificial ignorance segment uh, uh, could have, you know, I could go on forever on how terrible these are. But this one said, this time it said, I'm sorry, Elvis, but Elvis Presley never recorded or released a version of Sweet Caroline. <laughs> and then skipping, skipping uh, down at the very last after a paragraph about the song that, you know, the, um, the uh, Neil Diamond version, despite not being recorded by Elvis Presley, it has become a popular sing-along at sporting events and parties with the famous Ba 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 chorus. Additionally, it has been covered by many artists over the years, including Elvis's contemporary Tom Jones. So it just like completely tries to gaslight you. <laughs> yeah, everybody else did it, just not Elvis. So I don't think he did. All right. So <laughs> good job, uh, artificial ignorance. All right, let's get to our Council of Learned Elders reviews. We're going to start with Artillo, and then we're going to hear from Emo Sean, and then we'll hear from our newest member, EZP. Take it away, Artillo. Yo, this is Artillo coming at you with another interesting song battle. The one spot for me this week lies with the Beatles. Man, stuff got too real on the last episode, and I cannot with this song today. From the first line to the last chord, <laughs> moving on. At two, Sweet Caroline. Can we believe that I actually gave this song a two? As stated before, I can't stand Neil Diamond. I know this is Elvis, but no, it's not. It's Sweet Caroline. And I will not with this song ever. Moving on. At three, let's spend the night together. Yeah, no. And in their words, no excuses offered anyway. Number four, cool the engines. Lyrics. This song and the previous one need to have a talk with each other. But for real though, this one's a good song. You don't got to decide between rock and groove. Boston, that's how you do that. Nice. And at five, Abacab. I would probably have given this a lower score on another list, and definitely would have if not for the lyrics. I like it, but I'm just finding this song so fun this episode, and here's why. This song is about the combo of an episode of Doctor Who and a scene of the fifth element, and no one can tell me different. I would cite my references, but I'm off the clock. Okay, I'll halfway do it. I'm talking about Doctor Who, Series 5, Episode 1, The Eleventh Hour, which came out in 2010. The Fifth Element, the movie, from 1997. The song... Me and Sarah Jane, off of the Genesis album Abacab, same one as this, 1981, and the character Sarah Jane Smith, whose first appearance on Doctor Who was in 1973 with the third Doctor. I gotta post a warning here. If anyone listening has not read the entirety of the lyrics to this song, none of this is gonna make any sense to you. 
it may still not make any sense to you, even if you do, but I encourage you to read them all anyway. Let's talk about the crack in the wall. The lyrics in Abacab say, look up on the wall, there on the floor, under the pillow, behind the door, there's a crack in the mirror. Somewhere there's a hole in a window pane. Do you think I'm to blame? Tell me, do you think I'm to blame? In that episode of Doctor Who that I mentioned, there was a crack in the wall, and this was a very dangerous crack in the wall. So dangerous that the doctor basically abducted the little girl whose wall it was in because he said, the crack isn't in the wall, it's everywhere. It's a split in the skin of the world, two parts of space and time that should never have touched right here in the wall of your bedroom. I mean, her parents and her aunt had disappeared and she just couldn't even remember exactly what happened to them. And that was because of this crack in the wall, which the doctor got blamed for later. And, you know, it's a question of what exactly happened there. But um, there's just a lot more references in here that if you're a Doctor Who fan, uh, you will probably, you know, recognize the similarities. The other thing is the lyric here, when you wake in the morning, wake and you find you're covered in cellophane. Well, there's a hole in there somewhere. There's a hole in there somewhere. In the fifth element, the term auto-wash is used to generalize the phenomenon in which artificial intelligence and automated services and devices inconvenience you or even threaten your life, as was the case when one of the characters was wrapped in saran wrap on the fold-down bed and almost suffocated. Don't you just hate that? You <laughs> gotta say, some of that stuff, uh, you know, we could be dealing with right now. When Abacab came out, the fifth element wouldn't be created for almost two decades, and the episode of Doctor Who with the crack in the wall would not appear until a little over a decade after that. But who cares? We're time travelers. Ask Sarah Jane. She was there. This song, me and Sarah Jane, go listen to it. It's an even better song than Abacab, in my opinion. Same album. Members of the band put out a story that this album contained a riddle and then told the fans, JK, there's really nothing in there. We just said that. Here's what I say. When you start trying to write riddles, they're going to sound like other riddles. Riddles are funny like that. They bear a family resemblance. This has been Artillo. Thank you for allowing me to confuse and possibly amuse you this evening. Peace. Top 1000 radio listeners all over the globe. This is Emo Sean coming at you from an undisclosed location somewhere in the continental United States of America. Here are the five songs battling for Emo Sean's affection. Number five, A Day in the Life. Paul's bass is super prominent. Emo Sean put this at the five spot because... He remembers listening to KLOS in 1987, 88 on Sundays when they ran a spot called Breakfast with the Beatles. Then Emo Sean and his posse would head to Shaky's Pizza for bunch of lunch. Good times. Good times. Number four, Cool the Engines. It's Boston. Emo Sean gives Cool the Engines a four mainly because Boston consistently creates a good, great song every time. Emotion has seen Boston twice in concert and his mind was blown every time. 
when Boston reached the end of their show, Emo Sean would ask himself, Hey, Emo Sean, what song or songs could Boston possibly play for an encore? They've already played all their awesome songs. Then Boston would play one of their greatest songs ever. Emo Sean stood amazed. Number three, let's spend the night together. Emo Sean's advice, if you are unfamiliar with early Stones, check out the album Hot Rocks, 1964-1971. Every song is a classic. 21 classics, actually. Let's Spend the Night Together is nostalgic to Emo Sean, like A Day in the Life by the Beatles at the top of the list today. Uh, it takes him back to a young Emo Sean spending a weekend recuperating from a week of hard work with the Bolsa Chica Brew Crew. Shout out! Number two, Sweet Caroline. Emo Sean doesn't like the OG version, but can get with the King's Take. Emo Sean listened to this song several times, gaining some appreciation, but not enough to go above two. Number one, Abacab. Emo Sean likes Phil Collins more than Genesis. Emo Sean likes Peter Gabriel more than Genesis. What does that say? Nothing important, really. There are a few Genesis tunes Emo Sean likes, like The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, Follow You, Follow Me, Mama, Abacab gets a one. Although Emo Sean liked the song facts about Abacab, which he shall leave for the host, Mr. Chris Naren, to explore. Emo Sean, Audi 5000. This is EZP bringing you my ranking of this week's five songs. Um, coming in at number one, I've got Sweet Caroline. Um, I think this has got to be one of the most overplayed songs of all time. Um, don't get me wrong, I, I do really like this song, but I would almost never choose to listen to it. Uh, all I can really say about this version is I like how prominent the glockenspiel is, and I definitely prefer Elvis's voice to Neil Diamond. Coming in at number two, we've got Abacab. I dig all the synth parts on this, and the 80s guitar tone is just killer. The whole song really gives off good vibes until we get to the do you want it, you got it, now you know part, or the bridge, or whatever part that is. It's a short part and an otherwise great song, but it really just kind of ruined the experience for me, uh, which is what led me to rank it lower. Coming in at number three, we've got Let's Spend the Night Together. Now, this is one of my favorite Rolling Stones songs. It's catchy, and the harmonies and the organ part on that bridge section are just really sweet. But I think what really does it is Charlie Watts drumming on this song. It, it drives the song, it really fills everything out, um, and I think it makes it not lame. Next, at number four, we've got uh, Cool the Engines. I could listen to Boston all day. Um, I think Third Stage is the last of their good albums, and it's definitely not as good as the first two. But that being said, there are a lot of great songs on this album, and um, this is just one example. Uh, Tom Schultz's songwriting, guitar tones, and solos are always on point, and you know, yet again we can see that on display here. The only other song from this album that I would say I like more is We're Ready. Um, and then last, at number five, I've got A Day in the Life. 
What is there to say about this song that hasn't already been said? The writing, the recording, the mixing, every part of this song was revolutionary and still stands as one of the Beatles' best songs. Abacab. I'm getting a kick out of this song. Uh, It sounds great, but also I love the name and the backstory about the song structure just because this is a real thing. This is some of the stuff said by the band not too long ago while we were still in the writing phase. Uh, It goes something like this. Okay, so which one are we doing? And some will say the name. Uh, Which one is that? You know, the one that used to be called this other thing. Okay, uh, which version are we doing? We're going to do the flow like we did on the recording we did in G minor, but now we're doing an F sharp minor. Are we still doing the groove outro at the end? This is the one that starts with a big chorus, all in. I thought we were still doing the down intro with the verse chords. Nope. And then the next practice. Never mind, we're going to start with the new rhythm guitar thing so-and-so made last night. Oh, okay. I make song charts, and I have like 15 of them for one song, and everything's all scratched out and written over in different colors. I want to say this is the kind of thing that leads to a lyric like, Abacab isn't anywhere. Sometimes whatever you started with in the beginning just isn't there anymore, and now it's just something totally different. All right. Thank you, everybody. That was terrific and fantastic and informative, and I learned something. All right. Uh, Let's do our challengers poll. Uh, This time we had UFO... Too Hot to Handle going up against Def Leppard Hysteria and James Gang Walk Away. Confession time. Uh, Def Leppard was already on the list. Okay, in my defense, it is a thousand songs. Okay, (laughs) and sometimes I miss. I forget that I put something on there and I forgot that I put Def Leppard on there. So uh, they would have won anyway. So, you know, uh, Constellation Prize. Coming in second place and actually our winner because... Mysterio's already on there, would be uh, UFO Too Hot to Handle. James Gang, unfortunately, did not get any uh, points. So we're going to replace yesterday's loser, uh, which was, gosh, I I forgot who lost the last battle. It was In America by Creed. We're going to replace that one with Too Hot to Handle. Okay. All right, that's our challengers poll, and let's get to our um, let's get to our counselor, learned elders, and sensatorial laymen and women uh, polls. So, a day in the life uh, did pretty well across the the board uh, with with the uh, with the counselor, learned elders. In fact, there's a tie for first place between that and. Uh, Cool the engines. So both got 22. Coming in second would be uh, Let's Spend the Night Together with 21. Coming in third, Abacab and Sweet Caroline coming in last. The sensatorial layman and women came in for uh, Sweet Caroline. Uh, Day in the Life and Abacab tied. And then uh, Cool the Engines wasn't on the, the Instagram poll, so he gets the obligatory five points from me. Okay. Because I am kind of like, I'm I'm a sensatorial layman and women member uh, because I don't know all the theory and everything like like uh, 
Artillo and the rest of the council. EZP, he's a big theory guy. Emo Sean even, he, he likes to pretend he doesn't know, but he does. Um, but when you add it all up, uh, Cool the Engines came in first place with 27, and then A Day in the Life came in second. And then you had Lisbon the Night Together, Abacab, and Sweet Caroline coming in last. Now, uh, lately our my my verdict has been pretty close to the Coleslaw Congress, uh, but this time it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit different uh, because I'm gonna go with Cool the Engines for my for my top spot five points uh, because that's just a that's just a, a what they, how do the kids call it a banger. They call it a banger. It slaps. It does all that stuff. All the stuff the kids say and the stuff the kids are going to say in the future. Whatever. It's it smudges or it it flips or you know I don't know I don't know what word they're going to come up with later, but it does that. Um, that is a showstopper. It's a party starter. It's a it's a uh, you know it's a gas pedal puncher. You know when you hear that on and you're on the freeway. Uh, before you know it, your foot's going through the floor. You know, that's just a great rock song. It gets a five. I'm going to give Sweet Caroline my four because those little vocal runs he does, right? Those, I guess you call it pre-chorus, like right before he goes into the chorus. And then, you know, I, I generally don't like live recordings of songs. Um, but this one is amazing. And well, one of the reasons why I don't like, live recordings is because of what happens in this song. Some of his, some of his vocal runs get, you know, get buried because it's a live recording. Um, but to me, this song probably more than any other song that Elvis does shows that, you know, when he's doing those, those little runs, it, it none of that's contrived and none of that's like, I don't even know if he planned it that way. Cause it, that's just Elvis being Elvis. That's just the, you know, the snake bites you because it's a snake. The lion eats you because he's a lion. Elvis does that because he's Elvis. You know what I mean? Makes those little, those little vocal runs right before the chorus, and and they just, they just do it for me. Okay, that's, um, that's some his voice on that song is just fantastic, and uh, you know it's it it was actually a a pretty well known version of the song back in the day because I can remember my dad telling me when he when he was working in Cal, you know when we first lived in California when I was born okay we moved back to Mississippi when I was a little baby um but uh when he was working you know not too far from Vegas actually uh, he uh he would hear that on the radio all the time and they, I think they were uh I think they were advertising Elvis's show at the International and that was one of the songs that they they would they would uh promo his show with and so, uh, so it was a, you know, it was a well-known, uh, version of the song. It just kind of like fell off the, fell off the map a little bit, I guess. Uh, for my number three, I'm going to give that to Abacab. I really like the, uh, I really like the, the guitar sound on that one. Um, and, uh, it's a, it's a little bit too much like the last Genesis song we, we did, the, uh, Turn It On Again. Sometimes I get those those mixed up a little bit, but uh, but I, I like both of them. You know, they come on. I'm gonna listen to them. I'm not gonna skip that song. So uh, it gets a three. And then I'm gonna go ahead and give the the the, the fourth place spot to let's spend the night together. Um, 
it's probably one of my one of the Stone songs I like the best. Okay, not because of the lyrics, but just the song. Uh, and it's a you know it's a good good rock song, and and it still gets the job done as far as uh, you know if you if you want to have a good time and party or whatever, that's a good good song to put on. And then I, the day, a day in the life of the Beatles, I've always found that an, an interesting song. And there are parts of it that I really like. I just don't like that that crescendo stuff and the, you know, the uh, yeah the avant garde, whatever that word was that I used in the song notes. I don't I don't really care for that. It takes me out of the song, and and you know if I'm not if I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to keep listening to it. You know that's just the way it goes. All right. So to recap, Cool the Engines is the winner. Day in the Life by the Beatles is a loser. Okay, and we're going to kick it off on the next show, which will be Friday. And it will be kicked off by either ELO, which I better check my list again uh, before. I, I'll, when I, when I um, I'll put the polls up, I will put a song on there, but I'm going to check, make sure ELO is not already on the list because... I have a sinking feeling that it, it, I snuck a Nielo song on there at some point and forgot about it. Um, but it'll be there or Survivor. Okay, uh, we're gonna pro. I'll probably go with Eye of the Tiger for Survivor just because that's that's everybody's favorite Survivor song. But they got a ton. They got a ton of good songs. And boy, I swear, if you people. Don't show some love to George Strait, Amarillo by morning. I, man, I don't, I don't even know. I'm gonna turn myself into energy and come through this microphone into your ears and ride a bull in honor of George Strait through your brain. Okay, so ELO Survivor, the King George Strait, Amarillo by morning. All right, and then our next song battle. This is a good one. This one is a this one's a monster. All right, we got two minutes to midnight. Iron Maiden, Mississippi Kid, Leonard Skinner, Take Me Home, Phil Collins, Backstreet Kids, Black Sabbath, and I Would Die for You, Prince. Okay, that one's gonna be tough. <laughs> this one's gonna be tough to kick anybody off. I, I I'm looking at it now. I'm like, who in the world would I possibly kick off of that? I can't imagine. So you guys are really going to have to help me out on this one, okay? Some peer pressure, maybe, okay? You guys can put some peer pressure. Oh, only an idiot would like that song. I mean, it's not going to work on me, but you could try. All right. Okay, well, now is the uh, the time where we are going to premiere the brand new Snow Child song, Dream Dance. All right. You guys have a good one. My mind is clean. Uh-huh. 